the mile rate thanks to Australasia's best harness action at thetrots.com.au where you can watch every race live and free on Trots Vision. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the mile rate. We'll look at Melton shortly, but all the focus was on Menangle last night, and there was a very heavy uh, Victorian presence, and uh, and rightly so. The spotlight was on Catch a Wave after taking out the million-dollar feature. Rob Orber joins me to have a look back at uh, the uh, the review of uh, the harness racing last night. Uh, how are you this morning, Rob? Yeah, very well, Danny. A very good morning, everyone. And what a night it was, uh, in particular at Menangle last night uh, with the Garrard's Miracle Mile. Uh, it was a million-dollar event. Uh, we saw so much uh, talk going into this race with so many high-profile horses, in particular from Victoria. We had uh, five uh, five representatives of the eight runners. And, uh, well, it was Catch a Wave who... Uh, took out the chariots of fire. He caused uh, one of the big upsets, defeating uh, the much-talked-about Captain Ravishing. And if anyone thought it might have been a, a little bit of a lucky one, well, he proved uh, again he might be the star of harness racing with what a wonderful win in the Miracle Mile last night. Well, let's take a listen to the way Catch a Wave won the Garrard's Miracle Mile. And the leader catch a wave by three metres. Expensive Ego Park second. Spirit of St. Louis having a gun run in behind the tempo. And they were followed by MacDan with a helmet to follow 1-1. The next one is Hurricane Harley. They were followed then by the favourite Honolua Bay at the cages. Is about 10, 15 metres off the leader from Brave U Kelly. And Captain Ravishing, if he's to win, he'll have to come from the tail of the field as they jam up on the home corner. 400 left to go. 27-9 the split. Catch a wave. The four-year-old first into the lane, trying hard in second spot down the outside with a good burst as Honolua Bay and getting out a Spirit of St. Louis, Captain Ravishing the deepest, it's Catch a Wave the leader here come the chasers, Spirit of St. Louis and also Honolua Bay but packing plenty of power it's Catch a Wave, the four year old 75 to go and it's going to win it, it's Catch a Wave Catch a Wave, it's a wipeout for favourite backers has beaten either Spirit of St. Louis or on the outside Honolua Bay and they were lined up for first four players you had in the middle expensive ego and hurry yeah, and catch hurry. a wave of four-year-old and, and it was a race that uh, I thought this year the four-year-olds added to it there was much talk about captain rubbishing of course and catch a wave and I've got no doubt the difference between a really good race and being uh, an elite race was the four-year-olds and uh, They've got a great record without winning too often uh, from the Chariots to the Miracle Mile, uh, but Catch a Wave just showed uh, what an elite standard bred that he is. Um, he's only been beaten five times in his life, um, and that was a brilliant win. He had to earn it early, Rob. Yeah, and look, it was certainly uh, you would think changed the mindset of, uh, of of some people when when it comes to these feature races. I know there was talk about. Catch a wave gaining a start in the Victoria Cup, uh, the Hunter Cup, uh, didn't eventuate, uh, yet he's been able to go to Sydney now and, and take out, you know, our biggest sprint race in Australia with the Miracle Mile. He, of course, took out the Chariots of Fire and you're right, uh, the, the four-year-olds now, and in particular, I think we've got to really keep in mind that the, the, the change of the season making it to the end of December really allows these horses an extra three, four months with their ages, so... You know, uh, it, it's just allowed this horse now to, to elevate himself to another level. And, and he, he was terrific last night. 
you know, what about uh, the training performance of Andy Gath? I mean, he's uh, proven time and time again now at this highest level, whether it's a trot or a pacer, he certainly produces them at their absolute best on the night. And Kate Gath, and, you know, we, we've talked about, you know, Kerry Manning's been a, an absolute legend of our sport, a, a superstar. We've got another one. I mean, Kate Gath has elevated herself to star status uh, qualities. I mean, the, the races that she's won and, and how she's just continued to emerge as a driver has been nothing less than sensational. Her drive on Catch Away that was outstanding last night, she burned out of the gate. She was able to get a really good second quarter. It was 25-5 out of the gate. 29-2, which is quite unusual at Menangle. A lot of times you'll see there's another, you know, burst in that second quarter with horses coming from back in the field. But a lot of these horses last night were sitting sprint horses. I mean, we saw, you know, uh, a move early by MacDan trying to challenge for the lead, but that, 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 that challenge was short-lived. And there was no real move. Expensive Ego was a horse that just popped around to the breeze. And the rest of them all sat back and it just played in the hands for Catch a Wave. It was 27-9 third quarter. Again, not overly quick for Menangle. And it was just a dash up the straight, 26-2. It was a mile rate of 148.8. And Catch a Wave just outstanding. Spirit of St. Louis <clears throat> sat behind the leader. Had his chance in the straight. Honolulu Bay uh, got cover 1-1, relegated three back the outside and then ran on nicely, really well. Uh, both horses were very good. Hurricane Harley just in behind him. Uh, Brave View Kelly was fifth. Expensive Ego tried to make some mid-race move to make the race half interesting. Uh, and then Captain Ravishing just could never get in the race with that last quarter of 26-2. And Mac Dan, who was uh, punching the breeze there for a while, weakened at the tail of the field. But it was uh, all honest to catch a wave. A, a, a emotional win, of course. Pauline Matthews, her late husband, passing away, uh, you know, not long ago. And, and obviously to... To, to see the family uh, trackside, there was plenty of tears there and it was just a, an amazing performance. Uh, beautifully bred, a four-year-old by Captain Treacherous out of that uh, copper. Good one, um, of course, uh, bred by Ben Studd who... Uh play a huge part in our breeding and, and their sales and, and Ben Stud again, have produced another super special horse in Catch a Wave. It was a great win, Dan. And speaking of Ben Stud, it'd be good to have them on board as they uh, support us and sponsor a new preview show, which we'll have uh, airing uh, on on Friday uh, nights uh, going forward, but also available on a podcast. It'll be our Saturday night harness racing preview, but uh, going to air on a Friday night. Uh, Rob, Catch a Wave now goes for uh, a break, and he'll be set for the $2 million, uh, the Eureka, in, in September. And no doubt he'll be the favourite for that this time. He'll be favourite ahead of Captain Ravishing, I'm no doubt, at this early stage. Um, the other uh, group one on the night, there were a couple, one for the Trotters, but one for the three-year-olds, and it was race five. It was the New South Wales Derby. They work towards the home corner and the leader is still better be the best. 27.5. They run for the roses as they straighten up the derby field swing in. In second spot on the outside, Elder Meteor Catalpa Rescue. Naturally gifted lets down, followed by Sweetheart Bart. Here's naturally gifted out after better be the best. That's better be the best. The leader on the outside trying to wear it down as naturally gifted. Better be the best and naturally gifted in a soul-stirring struggle. On the inside, better be the best. Hangs on, better be the best has turned the tables and has beaten naturally gifted from the tail flooding home to grab third rock and roll hammer usually when you see a horse bar. hanging in and curling up a little bit they almost always get grabbed especially when you're if you're on them rob but uh, better be the best was able to manage to, to keep going i thought he was pretty brave over the last uh, 100 meters or so and gee they ran a pretty slick last half mile 
Yeah, lightly raced horse. Uh, he's only had, what, 13 starts, nine wins. Uh, he, he's, a, he's a nice horse. He's bred by Shuby's Place. So I didn't know too much about Shuby's Place. I had a bit of a look last night and, you know, he's, he's a son of Art's Place out of a Jake Lobel mare and you know, uh, he, he's done a good job out of a, a mare, a better's delight mare, which doesn't surprise you. They're, they're producing some really nice horses, raced by Chris Buttigieg, and it was uh, a very good performance for, for for Nathan Turnbull, young Nathan Turnbull, who trains and drives. He, he could see the emotion of what it meant to Nathan um, shortly after the line. He really gave that whip a, a nice salute after the line, and he was really good. He was great in the lead-up. He, he worked pretty hard in some of the heats and, and lead-up races and had a couple of tough runs. And, and last night, uh, he was involved in a bit of a uh, bit of a burn early, but he was able to find the front and then back it off, and then he just turned it into a sprint home. He really gave nothing else a chance, and uh, it was a fantastic win. A mile rate of 153.7. It was a 54.5 lead time, 31.4. 29.2. So it was a fast lead time. They backed it off. And then again, they ran home 27.5 and 26.9. He defeated Naturally Gifted. He was a very nice horse. He hit the line well. Uh, he was good in his heat and terrific in the final. Rock and Roll Hammer also doing a good job into third spot. Sweetheart Bart fourth and Sure Thing Captain fifth. Uh, Victorian representatives said, dangerous. Oh, my goodness. He finds a way, doesn't he, on these big nights yeah. uh, to, to find something. He just gets to do. too hot. Doesn't he? he? He just can over-race. He gets too hot. He's, he's not the furnished product yet. He's a lovely-looking horse, Rob, but um, I think these trips away, and even though he hasn't performed up to what we expect of him, he's a much better horse. He'll be a much better horse next prep. Yeah, well, he, he looks he looks special, doesn't he? And he just oh, I'm not sure what happens on these big nights, but something goes to he just goes to water at the moment. But he and again, look, he's run second last, but he looked like he still had plenty of horse left at the finish. And uh, you know, he, he's he's obviously, as you said, I think just time and maturity will, will eventually get there. Catalpa Rescue driven a bit differently, a bit more aggressively yesterday, which surprised me a little bit. And, and you know, he didn't finish the race off. I think his best racing is when he's not used out of the gate early and just comes with one big sprint at the finish but uh, he did get fired up so look all honest to better be the best he, he's a really nice horse he's a three a three-year-old colt and uh, i'm sure we'll be talking about more about him into the future a couple of races to touch on there was a group one for the trotters robin elder baron zeus but he can get a good gate he he's a very good horse he was uh, he was terrific holding off just believe in the in the group one for the trotters yeah look it was uh, interesting uh, having even spoken to uh, Duncan McPherson last week uh, after uh, after this horse went around and, and you know he, he was just you know saying the horse how good he's going and just frustrated he just hasn't had much luck with the barrier draws in these feature races and he said oh we're going to um, Menangle next week we'll, we'll be right for Menangle if we if we draw a good barrier and they did draw a good barrier they drew barrier too and they left no stones unturned. They, they went all the way. Uh, he, he led throughout. It was a uh, very good performance by this five-year-old. He, he's uh, taken out another feature race. He recorded a mile rate of 152.6, uh, 27.3, 29.6 that first two quarters, and they really sprinted hard, 27.8 and 27.9 home. And he defeated uh, Just Believe, who's... Uh, been absolutely fantastic. He's run last night again, very good. Uh, he, he he went forward, sat in the breeze. Uh, I'm ready, Jet, come around, and then he he he, he did the retake to the breeze. And, and look, he 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 battled on really strongly for second. Just couldn't catch the speed of Aldebaran Zeus at the finish. I'm ready, Jet. I thought it was really well driven. Never looked comfortable at any stage. It was a few times in the run. I'm ready, Jet. Looked like it was going to break up, in particular coming to the home turn. And I thought Nathan Jack handled the horse really well to keep it in its uh, trotting gate. Uh, finished third, Majestic Harry, 
fourth. Uh, other runners of our uh, Victorian representatives, Hopeful Beauty was in seventh spot. Don't care, finishing eighth in the race. But Alden Barazuzzi, he's a five-year-old uh, by Muscle Hill. Uh, he's made it, what now, 42, 43 starts, and he's, he's won, you know, over 400 around that uh, in stake money. So he, he's been a fantastic, uh, fantastic trotter. It was a great win last night. And also uh, Bondi Lockdown won what is effectively the uh, consolation. Uh, it's a Group $200,000 race, but I thought he was terrific and he's in great form. He was an emergency for the Miracle Mile, but uh, I think you'll see him competing in Group 1 races. And I really like the way he's going and where he's at at the moment, Bondi Lockdown, Rob. Oh, very much so. Look, you know, uh, and how often you see that first emergency winning those consolations. It just, uh, it's happened over years and years, hasn't it? And, and Bondi Lockdown uh, was able to do that last night. No, he was very good. Uh, look, the previous week, it was just a dash up the straight. And he, 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 it might have looked a little bit half plain, but when you looked at the sectional times that last quarter, he had no hope making, making any ground whatsoever. And he was really well driven, uh, got into a good spot last night, and, and he finished off the race really well to win, defeating BD Joe. And triple eight, usual run, good run. Third, better eclipse was in a good spot. Looked a real winning chance. Just uh, was just behind the place getters in fourth. The stable mate triple eight just knocking him off for that third placing. And the winner mile rate of one fifty three eight was a fifty six two lead time twenty nine seven twenty nine six twenty seven four and twenty six eight home. And uh, I'm sure Aaron Dunn would have been very pleased and, and pleased that you know maybe the move to Sydney has been a, a good thing for Bondi Lockdown. Rob, uh, we'll have a look at Melton now. They had an eight-event program. We'll go through the replays with the uh, quaddy legs. And the first thing of the quaddy was race five. It was the Garrard's Melton shot pace. Finn Frost coming from a mile back and wide on the turn. It's Captain Wilson put under pressure just in front of Magic Mike. Bright out times three out. Miracuru will be coming four deep. Finn Frost is going to be the widest runner. Karamar Solomona behind the leader. Three back Major Manbar. Magic Mike got level with Captain Wilson. Karamar Solomona. Finn Frost is starting to fly home out wide. Magic Mike in front. Here's Finn Frost. Bright out time. Finn Frost under the arches. Swapping them and gets up. Finn Frost has won it. Narrowly from Magic Mike. Photo third. Miracuru was a big runner. It's in the photo with Bindy out time. Major man. Geordie Chibnall with uh, the uh, drive there on Finn Frost. He'd been going so well of late, put the riding on the wall in defeat the previous week, and it was another big performance uh, to get up and win last night, Rob. Yeah, it was, and and look, the horse has been going really well. Uh, it had to come from back in the field and, and finished off the race really strongly to win. It was a, a very good performance uh, by Finn Frost. Uh, Connor Crook, who trained the horse, does a very good job. He's an eight-year-old by Always a Virgin. Uh, mile rate of one fifty-four seven. It was a seven-second lead time twenty-nine two, twenty-nine three, twenty-nine two, twenty-seven nine home. There was uh, a, a big spread of horses uh, turning for home, all looking half winning chance. I think a few of them just uh, were thinking about that last 100 metres. Magic Mike um, got to uh, got outside and looked like he was set for victory. Bite our time, joined in, but sort of just kept floundering. Amirakuri was a really tough run for Steve Cleave, battling on into fourth place. In Karamar Solomona, just not going uh, as good as what we saw uh, a, a few months ago. Sat behind the leader, looked half a winning chance, but just couldn't finish it off. Shorty's mate was very unlucky. He hit the line really strongly, uh, only beaten 
105 and a half metres. And Captain Wilson, who led in the race, turned for home, looked a real winning chance as well. There was only... What, nine metres, under less, less than 10 metres from first to last when they went over the line, and I think the first six horses, it was five and a half metres separating them. So Finn Frost did a great job, really good result for Jordan Chibnall, who, uh, you know, formerly from Victoria, went to Tassie, come back here and getting some really good chances, and, and, and it's good to see her getting a win last night, and, and Connor Crook's doing a very good job with his, uh, with his training, Dan. Race six was uh, for the mares, and uh, I think a pretty classy conveyance has emerged out of this Imperials Reason. Imperials Reason running along down the back. Beat final piece. Leaders back as Heavenly Charm. Common courtesy put under pressure, but Imperials Reason's raced away now. Orby's held up. Might have something to give if it gets out. Shayella runs on 20 off the lead, but Imperials Reason has darted away. It's opened up a 15-metre lead off the back. 27-7 the third quarter. Imperials Reason well out in front. Shayella gives chase, but it's at least 15 away. Then came uh, Heavenly Charm and Orby, but into the straight, it's all Imperial's reason. Uh, it's making it a one-act affair here with Lee Sutton, well out in front of in second spot, Shayella. Then came Heavenly Charm, but a big, big win. Imperial's reason has won it by about 15. Shayella second, Heavenly Charm third. Polly put Kettle eventually Rob, that got was impressive. Um, had to work a bit for the early lead. It was a decent uh, lead time, 43.5, and uh, it gave nothing else a chance. She won like a Group 1 mare. Yeah, very good win, uh, wasn't it, Imperial's Reason? She's really made some uh, some good inroads. She, she's by uh, For A Reason, who, of course, stands in New South Wales out of uh, uh, an Aces and Sevens mare. So she's locally uh, Australian bred, and uh, she's just kept improving, hasn't she? And, and like her win last night was probably the most impressive win of the night, uh, a mile rate of 154.3. Really involved in a pretty uh, solid lead time of 43.5, 29.7 and 30.6 those first two quarters. So the race was run at a solid tempo and, you know, she was entirely get a little bit tied in the straight, but she actually went into another gear and, and, and actually extended away. It was a 27.7 third quarter, 27.6 fourth quarter and very impressive win and she's in for um, a pretty bright uh, uh, months ahead if, uh, if, if if the stable continue to keep moving forward with her. But it was a very big win. Uh, Shayala, who I thought coming to the race with a really good chance. I thought her run was very good. She was off the track, got uh, delayed by a weakening horse that was out three wide, had to come around and four wide. By by, by that time, the, the leader just uh, was off and gone, uh, Imperial's reason. But Shayala did a good job to run second, considering those last two quarters was 27-7 and 27-6, and she was off the track. I don't think she lost any admirers. Heavenly Charm finishing third had its chance. Polly put Kettle on, was held up at a pretty crucial point, uh, got, got home late, and then Orby was in fifth spot. But all honours to the winner, Imperial's reason. She looks a really nice, uh, progressive mare, and I'm sure there's more wins in store after that performance last night. And the fast class race for the Pacers. It was the better vet, Mark Avina, free for all. Bulletproof boy coming from last. Off the back, Supreme Dominator's in a bit of pain here. He hasn't found much. And AG's White Sox drew two metres in front. Curly James, three out. Then about six metres away to hell of a Rick Riley and Bulletproof Boy. 27-1 the third quarter. And it's AG's White Sox on the bend just leading. Curly James coming. Then hell of a Bulletproof Boy are winding up to the inside. Supreme Dominator battling. It's AG's White Sox, the leader. The outside still coming in at Curly James. Hell of a's getting home hard. It's AG's White Sox, hell of a 
Bulletproof Boy, good go. Great go, Bulletproof Boy, lunging and he got up. Bulletproof Boy, what a marvel. Bulletproof Boy's got to Curly James and AG's White Sox and hell of a right on the line. It was narrow, Rob, but he's an amazing horse, isn't he, Bulletproof Boy? And uh, there was just enough pace in that race to suit him and he recorded his 34th win. Yeah, it was uh, flashes of Markovina. It was the Markovina free-for-all, and Markovina had a big finish on him too, and uh, Bulletproof Boy, uh, amazing win. What, what a marvel. I think if it was a, a, a popularity vote of people to, to pick their most uh, lovable horse, Bulletproof Boy would have to be it. Uh, he's Scotty Ewan uh, and, and the connections. Congratulations. He's just an amazing horse. He's an eight-year-old by Artificial. He's probably the best Artificial that's ever raced in Australia. My Riviera Girl, uh, the broodmare, um, and, and look, he, he's done a fantastic job. 155.7, 44.1 lead time, 313, 30.3, 27.1 and 28.2. And he certainly had a challenge here with that finish, Dan, and did a great job. Uh, it's always hard to, to to try to anticipate that last 20, 30 metres when you're coming from everywhere. And, and he, he just put the uh, the bob in right on the line. He, he won by a head. Curly James, second. He's really had a good campaign, isn't he, Curly James? He's going well. Uh, however, also solid as, as normal, both those horses. AG's White Sox, you know, finishing fourth, uh, sat without cover. Outlaw Man, I think the connections would have been absolutely stoked with his run. It was another step up for him into this free-for-all company, and he certainly held his ground and did a good job. He's only beaten six metres, so there's, uh, he's going to transition to this free-for-all company without any problems. Tango, Tango with Sarah was in sixth spot, Rick Riley seventh. Supreme Dominator. Uh, yeah, looked a bit disappointing, didn't he, on face value? And uh, Bernie Winkle just really struggled a fair way from home. But uh, all honest to Bulletproof Boy. In the last event on the program, this was a tight finish. It was anywhere Hugo, who looked like he was well-placed, and uh, well, he got there just. Heading off the back straight, and the leader is Elderberry Huey, about a head in front of Sir Patrick, three metres away, Golden Sunset. Anywhere Hugo between runners, and then Royal Charlotte is off the bit. Marengo Bay's got nowhere to go as they come off the back straight in 29.1. Elderberry Huey and Sir Patrick are locked together. They're both under pressure, but they're both giving, and they're five metres to Golden Sunset. Anywhere Hugo gets out now, and it's coming home strongly. Anywhere Hugo's looming up to Sir Patrick. Sir Patrick in front. Anywhere Hugo's cutting it down. Anywhere Hugo goes to Sir Patrick, it's going to be close. Oh, maybe Hugo, not sure. Um, Sir Patrick certainly kicked on. Yeah, anywhere Hugo or Sir Patrick, I'm not sure at the end there. There's, it's almost like he bobbed the inside horse to make it really interesting. Uh, from third It was a close one, but anywhere Hugo did just get the money with Taylor French, Rob. Yeah, good work, Dan. Uh, anywhere Hugo did get uh, the job done. Chris Finozio, the winning trainer. Taylor French, the winning driver. They've had some great combination wins uh, over the years and uh, they were able to get home there with Anywhere Hugo. He's an eight-year-old by Majestic Sun out of Oh Yes Indeed, a son Don Mir, raced by the McLean family, and they would have been stoked to see this horse back in the winner's list. Mile rate, two minutes, point one. It was a 44-8 lead time, 31-2, 31-2, 29-1 and 30.8 last quarter. Sir Patrick, uh, really brave, uh, just narrowly getting uh, uh, nudged out at the photo finish. Marquet's doing a good job with this horse. He's a very talented trotter. Golden Sunset was third, another good run. Rengo Bay got held up at a crucial point. Uh, finishing fourth, Royal Charlotte had its chance in fifth placing, but... Uh, yeah, good to see anywhere Hugo winning. I think there were a couple of some really good runs in the race. Sir Patrick, Golden Sunset, Marengo Bay, all worth uh, black booking and all worth following. I think they can all win at this level. 
Well, back to the top of the card at Melton last night. This was actually a pretty good race. Um, Courageous Saint uh, was uh, returning to the stables, the Douglas Stables, after a couple of years up north in, in Queensland and got the money at good odds in race one. Oh, gee, he was sharp too, wasn't he? He'd come out of the gate and, you know, he tried to lead, uh, got into a pretty uh, heavy uh, battle for the lead with I'm No Pumpkin. They went 44 lead time and he was able to drop in on the back of uh, I'm No Pumpkin. Always just travelled really strong. Uh, he was always uh, on the bit. He always looked a real big winning chance and, you know, I must admit I was thinking, well, he's got to probably get tight at some stage, but he just kept going and he was terrific. 154.7 mile rate, 44 lead time, 31, 28.7 27.5 and 28.5. That last 1,200 was run at a really fast tempo. And as I said, one of the quick mile rates of the night, 154.7. Raced by Noel Watson, by Courage Under Fire out of Torridon. So well-bred horse and, and got the job done. From Herania, who ran on really strongly for Craig and Abby Turnbull at the finish. Good run. Cosimo also got out late, hit the line strongly into third spot. Lip Reader was uh, come across from Tassie from Rowan Hill. He'll be improved by that run. I thought his run was very good. He was 1-1, went to the breeze, and that last 1,200, as I said, was run at a really fast tempo, so he did a really good job. He finished fourth, only beaten three and a half metres. I'm no pumpkin, probably... Uh, not, you know, he doesn't go as good in front, but he, he copped a bit of pressure, so I thought he did a really good job in fifth spot. Good run for Mary Jane Mifsud and Ellen Tormey. Lottie Moon hit the line really well into sixth spot. I thought the first six horses over the line all went really well, and I'd be happy to follow each one of those six horses in the coming weeks. That's Courageous Saint, Harania, Cosimo, Lip Reader, I'm No Pumpkin, Lottie Moon. They're all going to win a Metro race. Race number two, and it was Steel Screens who got the prize. I thought it was a lovely drive from James Herberts, and he, he's driving well. I'm not sure there's a period he doesn't drive well, but he just was able to sum up that race really early. The winning move, it was at about the 1,400, and it was comfortable to make that move to get around and sit parked. Yeah, it was good to see him back in the winner's list uh, for owner Keith Parry, uh, who uh, who put a lot into the game. Uh, He's an eight-year-old by Rock and Roll Heaven out of Massimo Miss and Aces and Sevens mare again. So there's uh, Aces and Sevens being a good uh, broodmare sire there. Ashley Herbertson, the trainer, James Herbertson, a winning driver. It was a very good drive, as you mentioned. Just popped around the breeze when they were going slow. It was 7.2 lead time, 30.5, 30.7 first two quarters, uh, which was slow going for a 1,700-metre race. 27.8 and 27.9. Captain Confetti finishing second. Was a bit of a drifter last night. Hit the line well. Aussie Playboy third. Uh, belittled fourth, uh, Zoliver was fifth, Idle Times Major Delico, but it was uh, still screams, it was just a good drive and a good win. Race three was for the two-year-olds, it was the Premier Stakes, and the horse with uh, uh, pretty much the most race experience uh, got the prize, Remy Lou, after a trip to Sydney when uh, runner-up in a Group 3 race last week. Yeah, really good uh, result for Joe Adart, who owns his horse. He, he gave uh, the horse to, 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 to Julie and, and to Glenn, and, and, and they're doing a great job with her. Uh, she, she went around uh, first up in a race at Kilmore, and, and then since then she's uh, just kept improving. It was a really strong form line race, that one. And, uh, and Remy Lou went to Sydney in the 50,000 pink, pink bonnet last week, finishing second, came back for the Premier Stakes here at Melton last night and, and did a good job for Julie and Daryl Douglas. Started $1.30 favourite, defeated for Rinho, who also raced well on uh, its race debut, was driven more aggressively last night, got into a good spot, battled on really well. I think there's some wins in store for Ferrigno. 157.7 mile rate, 7.430, 3, 28.8 and 28.3 home. Uh, Remy Lou winning. She's a daughter of Sweet Lou out of Rashani, a blissful hall mare. 
Ferrigno's second good effort. Soho Honey Rider was a really nice run, sat without cover. Mick Stanley drove with confidence and the horse battled on really well in the third spot. My Bucks Knight into fourth, who's had the race experience and a race win to date. But good win by Remy Lou. And little Sea Silk took out race number four. She's a maiden no longer. No, good effort. Uh, was able to lead throughout. She's a three-year-old filly by down by the seaside. Out of a better's, deli- better's delight, Mary got, got to go. Electro bet. Emma Stewart, the trainer. Zach Chapman bringing up another winner after uh, taking out the Horsham Cup recently. And uh, was able to lead throughout. Uh, race by the Conti family. Chiripo, I thought, was good. Came across from its wide draw. Got behind the leader. Nothing but waves third. And jiving with Sierra fourth. Uh, they went a mile rate of 157.2, 7.2, 29.2, 32.3, 29.9 and 26.5. And, of course, the Mount Gambier Cup also was on last night, uh, Dan, and that was taken out by Springfield Affair getting up at $86, defeating Sea Lover and Royal Speech in a mile rate of 21.9. I had a great crowd there for the Matthews Petroleum Mount Gambier Gold Cup last night. Thank you, Rob. Bought race today. It's Cup Day at Bought, the first event there at 109. Enjoy your day, Rob. We'll do it all again next week, but even the preview on the Friday, look out for that. Looking forward to that. Happy harnessing, everyone. <laughs>